Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I'm your host, Jerry Damage Cook, and joining me, as always, is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan Housen, how are you, sir? You know, I'm doing all right. It's been a uh, you know, first week of fantasy football, so of course, mm-hmm. doing things I would never usually do, like root for the Cowboys, and it, it just feels weird, but it's kind of what football season's all about, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I had two auto drafts, and somehow my auto draft teams are outperforming the teams that are drafted. So, what's that tell you? Well, yeah, I, you know, so. I, I went into the week uh, projected to lose all three of my games, and it looks like I have, it's me knocking on wood, a chance to potentially run the board, uh, depending on what the Jets' defense does tomorrow. So it's, uh, again, I'll be pulling for the Jets on Monday Night Football. I have zero rooting interest in the Jets, but here we are. <clears throat> Fantasy. It looks like, okay, I'm losing... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have lost. Oh, you beat me this week in fantasy. I say I have Josh Allen left to go, and I'm up three. So unless he just throws interceptions tomorrow, that's one dub. Yeah, less than points on the bench. So I did as well. Drake London, zero points. Zero projected for 13. But my, um, so let's see. I'm up by 33 in one league. Now I had um, Cooper Cup on here, and I didn't take him out. So, oh, that's a and sad. my kicker got negative two, and I'm still going to win this game. <laughs> well, shit, I, we were talking about. I'm in a couple leagues. One wow. of the leagues, my starting quarterback was Dak Prescott, who got six points. And I'm still probably going to win by 10 this week because of the Dallas defense putting up 37. <laughs> you know, fantasy's weird, man. Fantasy football is, it giveth and taketh away. It does. Uh, the one that I'm really, <laughs> uh, I had to win, though, is uh, in the sports, um, the local sports radio league. Um, there's, it's money on the line and there's a penalty. So for the, whoever comes in dead last. So, uh, you know, just don't come in last. You know, oh man. Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you're last, but no, there's a real last. And there is a last, real last. last. Well, hell Ricky, I was high when I said that. Yeah. So, but, uh, I'm winning that one this week. looks like pretty sadly. So the, uh, yeah, those. <sighs> punishment leagues i've seen some real wild ones i mean i've seen there's like tattoo leagues there's i think one of them was uh 
think the person had like the loser has to fly. I think they literally make them fly like around the country. It's like, you know, you, you take like a flight from like, if it was me, I'd fly from like Louisiana to like Houston, Houston to California, California to like the Midwest and like just, and, and not like stay, just fly, 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 fly. It's like, man, that sounds like hell on earth. So this one, um, the punishment is either that you have to go like stand out on a street corner with a sign, um, go to Waffle House and eat like 10 waffles. That's not a punishment. That's awesome. Yeah, or more than that. I mean, like it was like going to be a lot, like to the point where it was going to make you sick. I think I've seen it somewhere. Um, it's like you, you can, you go to the Waffle House and you have to stay for like eight hours, but for every waffle you eat, it knocks like thirty minutes off or something like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen those, which I mean, that to me just sounds like a great time. Also, it does. Uh, or the other one is uh, you have to call into the local sports talk show guy is very. Uh, stern you know so like if you call in with an argument it's got to be a good one and so you have to call in with some kind of a stupid argument but you know defend it wholeheartedly so um regardless i just don't want to come in last um no that's my god no it's not coming last so but if you do call it come in last man you should call in and adamantly defend why the brooklyn brawler is the greatest wrestler of all time and that anyone who I does do it. that, the only problem is he he limits wrestling talk just because you know um, the vat he knows it. I mean he he owns co owns OVW, mm-hmm. um, which uh, actually starting on Wednesday this is week is getting the doc series. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited <laughs> so, for that. It's supposed to be really good too from the from the sound of it and things. It's it's the same crew that did Last Chance You, which I yeah. love Last Chance You. And so my if daughter it's that might same, be on some uh, B-roll for it. So, so they, be on the lookout. They filmed them going around last summer um, to various like county fairs and stuff. Um, and they filmed here for one episode. And I know they filmed Kate. And then I know that they filmed her um, as like some B-roll at the fair, like getting like a snow cone or something like that. So, um, you know, now there's no guarantee that'll make it on there, but I know that she was recorded at least. So, so who knows? There's a chance that she might end up on it. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'll, I'll, end, I'll probably end up sending it you could... like a picture of my TV screen at some point. Like, Holy shit, dude. Oh, if I do, I'll be like, my daughter's in this, you know, Star of stage and screen. Yeah, she already thinks she's famous. So I mean, she kind of is. Kate the Great. Kate the Great is a, uh, like you know, she's she's definitely kind of a big deal. Yeah, she knows it. She knows it. So <laughs> you know, but that just means uh, you're doing your job. Week. It's supposed to be pretty good. So <clears throat> outside that, um, just call me Jerry Lorcana. Yeah. More Conomania is running wild, brother. It is. It is. As far as I can tell, um, let's see. So middle of August, we had the release to like game shops. And, you know, that was um, a lot of shops did not get anything. Mm -hmm. Um, From what I can tell, you had to have your application to be like a preferred pro pro uh, preferred store. Uh, you had to have that in before June, I think. 
or it was sometime in June. And if you did not get that in on time or that was not approved on time, then you there's no guarantee that you get product. And since they were allocated so badly, you know, there's such a demand, they really mm-hmm. just shipped to those stores. So I've got two local game shops. Both said that they want to run it. Both have said they want to carry it. Um, but <laughs> neither one can get anything. So uh, the one shop had an order in for stuff, but they didn't get their application in on time. It's in now, uh, but they saw their order for all the stuff got cut down way. Like they, they all their starter decks got cut um, to where now they're just getting like some booster boxes. But even that doesn't have any kind of a ETA as far as like when they'll get it, if they'll get it, how much they'll get. I mean, so, you know, it could be next year before they get any, unfortunately. And, you know, um, one of them I really want to get. I mean, I would love for both of them, you know, have two places like that here locally. Uh, but one of them anyways, uh, I know would be a great spot to host that kind of stuff. And, you know, talking to him, he's played a little bit. Um and he's really passionate about it. So, you know, getting having that kind of guy. And he's also a kind of guy who um, he could upcharge right now. Boosters are, they retail for $5.99. Um, but if you can find them online, they are going for $15 a piece. So a sealed booster box should retail for $150, uh, you know, $150 ish. Uh, right now online though they are three fifty to four hundred. Cool. <sighs> yeah, and you're just. Uh, I mean, I unless you pull one of the rare, um, rare cards, the full art cards is like special ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pull those, then you're making money on the box. Right. Um, but if you, that's one out of every four boxes though, on average, it's one per case. A case is four boxes, so on average is one per. 96 boosters, so it's one per uh, case is kind of what it breaks down to. Um, And if you can pull those, they are... <laughs> I sold mine uh, a week ago for 200 I pulled the giant, the full art Tinkerbell. Sold it for 200 uh, A week later, it's now 3 Jeez. So, everybody... Eh, I mean, the smart money was sell it because, you know, every day there is theoretically more... Uh, hitting the market, but there's also just such a demand on it that those are shot up. So, right, you know, it just is what it is. But I'm not worried about it. But you know. I'm, I'm looking now. The uh, we had this, you know, the store locator on their website, which was working when I was looking last weekend, is is currently shut down, or you know, unofficially shut down. Uh, but there was within 50 miles of me, there was three. Like, cause I don't think they put the big box stores. So there were three card shops that actually like within 50 miles of me, there's two of Baton Rouge and one is like way out. And so, uh, I, you know, I was trying to check big box stores and stuff. And the only box I've seen so far was that one when we were still in Florida last weekend. And it looked like that thing had been just like black Friday assaulted. Like this thing is, and you know, I, I figured it's like, oh, Panama City is like a vacation city. So like, I doubt people are on their vacation worried about this card game. Let me go take a look. I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. I was like two days after street date and it was just like, you know, there's just shreds of paper where the box used to be. So here, um, 
okay, so the game stores, the local game shops, neither one of them got anything. Um, and then we have Walmart here. We don't have Target. We do have Walmart. And so for Walmart, um, I happened to walk in as she was putting stuff up. And I she opened it up. There were two boxes. I took one. Another guy ran up and took the other one. So they never, literally, like, they didn't even leave her box when she opened it. Um, and then there was a bunch of starter decks. My brother happened to walk by at that exact same time. He was there. <laughs> so I think I would have got a box even if I hadn't been there that day. Right. Um, he picked up two starters, one for him, one for my nephew. And then um, I was, the later that night, I was like, I was like, maybe I'll pick up a couple extra ones to have some extra commons and stuff like that. And went back and they were all gone. And come to find out the game store that wants to run stuff really bad. Um, he saw they were there and he went and picked them up. And then he just sold them at cost. Like basically just what he paid for them out the door at his game shop. And they didn't last that night. Let's say my, uh, uh, they my, went quick. So, I mean. My buddy, uh, that you know, my, that's a wrestler. He's also a big like board game, card game. Uh, so he was... Yeah, over at my house, we're watching LSU play Saturday and hits me with the, uh, well, I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, Disney's doing this card game now. And I was like, I probably know more than you at this point. I've been getting a full education. And so we start talking about it. And he said that like the the day, like street date, he was off that Friday and he was going to, he was going to go start hitting card shops and then they wound up having something pop up. So he's like on the store locator and he's like got his phone numbers ready to go as soon as they get out of there. And he's calls the local card shop they set like the three starter decks to the side for him so he gets the starter decks and then he just kind of tosses out to the guy like you know what let me let me go ahead and get a uh do you have any of like the cases and guy says yeah sure thing he puts it on the counter and he scans it and and they're talking he doesn't register that the guy said that it was 250 when this thing is like msrping for like 150 (laughs) so he just Drops the card, hands it to him, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and so he wound up dropping, like he's telling me, he dropped 250 on this. And I'm like, I would kind of laugh at you, but like, I, I, I probably could, you know, I probably would have got myself in a similar situation. I'm sure that I've definitely, between like random card breaks and shit like that, dropped that much in a pay period. So it's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. But he was looking at it, I was like, yeah, it should have been 150. I paid that dude an extra 100. But he got, you know, he got his. And you know, slabbed a couple cards, put them away, and as happy as can be about it. But apparently, he's been trying to find them too. So now I'm really, I'm, I'm now competing against people I care about, trying to get these cards for you. I'm about to have some some good old fashioned street fights in the uh, the card aisle, like it's 2020 so, again. <clears throat> so that was last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? It was nine one. So almost two weeks ago. Yeah, almost. Um, yeah. Um, so nine one was street date for like uh, Walmart, Target, you know, all big box stores, Best Buy, uh, Barnes and Noble, GameStops. But then uh, the Barnes way and Noble, I didn't them, think about shit. I need to go run down there. Yeah, Barnes and Nobles. Uh, I'd say they're not there by now. <laughs> so the one, uh, that, the one near me is all hipsters. They like the the collectibles and stuff are usually completely untouched, but like. The records and like <laughs> obscure drive. movies are fucking rocked. So, um, 
GameStops, for whatever reason, didn't get their stuff in until this week. So they were 9-8 instead of 9-1. And so um, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm going to go try ours. You know, I'll just drive by and just to see and stuff like that. And worst case scenario, you know, like they don't, you know, oh, well, move on. So I drive by like 915, 920-ish. Uh, and there's a couple people sitting outside already. And I was like, well, that's a good sign if they're waiting. So I go walk up and I'm... Uh, it's a guy and his fiance, and then it's a married couple uh, that had like a month old baby with them. And so, <laughs> you know, we're all just kind of standing there. And then uh, about 9.40, they open at 10 o'clock. So about 20 minutes before they open, this mom walks up. She's got like a one-year-old with her. Um, you know, and then she kind of asked, you know, like, where's the front of the line? And, you know, I was like, oh, it's that dude over there. And so she got behind me. And then, uh, you know. This other guy walks up and I was like, so what's everybody waiting for? And they're like, Lorcana. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'm in the right place then. I was like, are we sure they're getting it? And they were like, yes. Uh, one of them had driven down from about an hour to get down here to Somerset. Jeez. GameStop because for some reason, our GameStop was one of like two or three in the state to get it. And so I was like, all right. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, hopefully that dude in the front of the line is not a dick and just buys it all. You know, like... <laughs> that was my my thought. Is like in worst buys case, it all and then turns around like all right, two hundred dollar cases, two hundred dollar. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he walked. So what was we didn't really discuss anything like that as far as like splitting it or everybody getting anything. Um, walked in. They had uh, how many? I'd say maybe forty or fifty packs. Um, and then they had. Maybe six of the starter set, or not starter sets, of the gift sets. And uh, he took one gift set for him, one gift set for his fiance, and then a handful of packs. The married couple with the baby, they picked up a gift set each. Or maybe there's seven or eight gifts. I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, so by the time I got up there, I counted and there were 18 packs left and three gift sets. So I looked at the two people behind me who had walked, who had waited in line with this a little bit too. And I said, here, I said, there's 18 packs, three gift sets. I said, you guys just want to split it. Each one of us take one gift set and six packs. And then we all walk out the same. And they said, yes. So we did. Uh, I hit the, not the full art Elsa, which is $800. Right now, by the way, <laughs> I didn't hit that one, but I did hit the regular Elsa uh, shiny, the foil version of it, and that's a hundred dollar card. Shit. So, and then I hit another regular Elsa, so that's a fifty dollar card. So, <laughs> I, I did pretty well uh, for mine right there. So I'm pretty happy with it. I'm I'm just looking at uh at the GameStop store locator for Lorcana. Looks like the closest store to me is Lafayette, which is hour and a half. New Orleans, about an hour, hour and a half. And then Jackson, Mississippi, which is a couple hours. So uh does not look like I'm making a GameStop run anytime soon for these. No. I was just looking. It looks like it's, it's you guys, Elizabethtown, Louisville, and Bowling Green. 
and I think that's the only ones I'm seeing in Kentucky that like are, and that's not even guaranteeing that they have it. That's just participating stores. Yeah, this is the, I, I, this is giving me like the uh, same vibe as like the Beanie Babies and stuff like that, like jingle all the way, hardcore people fighting in Walmart. <laughs> this is wild. Oh, I mean, it's so. Um, and this, you know, the GameStop thing, I mean, everybody kind of self-policed and, uh, you know, we were all there just cause everybody wants to try to get stuff to play the game and, you know, nobody was out there to be a neck beard or anything like that. And, you know, a scalper. Right. Um, but what's, so no what the bad hefty. thing is, <laughs> so there is a second release coming to two game stores, um, either later September or in October sometime about then I don't think there's another I, I don't know if Walmart and Target and stuff are going to get more um, I kind of think not but you know it could randomly show up like on the shelf one day right. um, so who knows no, nobody really knows how much stock you know if they held some back and they're going to put it out or if what they put out is all they had I don't know um, it seems like it's going to be kind of like um uh, the closest thing I can compare is is like the upper deck AEW cards. They just they were there was an immediate hit, and then there'd be nothing, and then like two boxes would show up at my target randomly. Hurry up and snag them, and then you'll never see them again. Yeah. And then the next year comes out, and it's like here's eight of them, and then they're gone, and then two months later here's two, and then you'll never see them again. Just depending on who's on the sh- you know who's stocking shelves or whatever. Yeah, so it was uh so I don't think that there's outside that though, that's all until they they are reprinting it, but that reprint, you know, for due to production time, which we kinda know from uh action figures and stuff, um you know, won't be until early next year. Let's say after after Chinese New Year. Yeah, pretty much. So So uh you know, it's going to be, you know, then. Um, so kind of what's out there for set one is kind of out there and stuff. And, you know, who knows uh, what's going to happen with that. But then set two probably has a very similar production run to it. Um, so all the shit, all the shit that we're seeing for one, for the first set. And I know this is a lot of more kind of talk. Uh, but we're going to see the same stuff for set two probably. So. You know, it's a, uh, you know, but uh, like your buddy saying, you, you know, I paid two fifty for a box. I think if you see any boxes for two fifty for the second set, you just buy them. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you you know what's going to happen. So I mean, like we were, we were talking about uh, one of one of my uh, local scalpers is selling the the three starter decks for a hundred dollars, and their MSRP on those is what sixteen. Yeah, sixteen each. So I mean, he's selling it for over half or, or uh, over twice what it's worth. It's crazy. Which is why you should scalp your local scalpers, folks. Yeah. Tar and feather um, your local scalpers. Well, I wonder how many are like selling that stuff though, because then you see like some of them are starting to rip it, and um, I think they know if they can hit like some enchanteds. Uh, that's the full art ones, you know, if they can hit some of those. Uh, they can make big money, yeah. Especially that Elsa. 
Well, if you hit one of those, like I said, that's 800 bucks right now. And so they kind of realize that, but then they get stuck with all these other cards. <laughs> so there's some of them now that are like, oh, here's my collection of cards. No, you fucking tried to scalp and, um, you know, failed miserably. Just got into this thing, deciding to get out of the game, selling all my cards off. Like it's yeah. it's been street dated nine days ago. You didn't just start. You didn't just get out of the game. That's that's one of the things that drives me up the wall in these times is is the people that will just go run straight to buy it, like just to scalp. If you're breaking, that's one thing. Like if you know, I could live with card breakers and stuff. Cause shit, if it wasn't for card breakers. I, I'd I'd have missed out on some serious hits because I didn't want to pay a hundred plus for a box. I get that, but if you're just if you're just buying stuff to turn around, no effort, flip it for twice what it's worth, three times what it's worth, you're just a dick. Like at least card breakers, there's an entertainment value to it all. If you're just turning around and buying a five dollar pack and selling it for twenty. You're just a dick. Yeah. So, you know, um, all good stuff, but yeah. I'm also really glad that I decided not to dive into this rabbit hole. Cause I'll tell you, whew, I almost did. I was like, man, well, you're describing it to me before street day. I was like, this sounds pretty cool, man. Maybe this is how I get into like, into card gaming. And I'm so glad I didn't pull the trigger. <clears throat> well, I want, this is going to be my, um, you know, like we've talked about it, you know, the one thing that I um, maybe regret um, from my, t- my days in gaming and stuff was not doing like a card game like Magic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, seeing how seeing how good I could have been at that, you know, if I really dove in. Because, I mean, I was really, really good um, at all my other games. So, right, you know seeing how good I could have been at that uh, would have been good, but you know. <clears throat> so maybe this is my chance to kind of see that. So I've got to... The, <laughs> the good thing is, though, I've got time before... Uh, we may not have any local events until next year. Right. You know, that's entirely possible. I don't know. So <clears throat> there is a big um, tournament coming into Lexington at the end of October. Uh, it's a 2K, so $2,000 prize pool. So um, I may try to kind of, you know, refine some decks before then and kind of, you know, practice a little bit and stuff and see if my brother wants to go up there with me for that and go play. And, uh, you know, see how we do. You know, worst case scenario, we go up and we lose pretty bad. I mean, you know, that's the, the best way to learn how to play is to lose. I mean, and that's... Yeah, sounds yeah. stupid. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, well, it's like the old uh, shit. Was it Edison to like find? You know, I keep failing. You'll we'll find a thousand ways not to do something. You know, just get you closer to finding the right way. Yeah. So trial and error works. Uh, whenever I first started gaming, back in it's been twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, over twenty years ago. Um. January 2023, January 2003 is when I first really started getting into it and stuff. And I remember going to my first one, went 0-3, first little tournament. 
I don't remember a damn thing. I just remember getting my ass handed to me all three games. Uh, but I had fun. And I was like, I want to keep doing this. Uh, and so for about the first four to five months, you know, steadily kind of, you know, I was losing all three games and then, you know, lose one game or, you know, lose two games, but win one, win two, but lose the third one, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And then I remember I was sitting in my dorm room because I went back, I was at college at the time, sitting in my dorm room and looking at some stuff. And I was like, wait, I know what the figure does. You know, I know, I know the strategy behind this, like it just clicked. And, uh, within a couple of weeks, I would play a tournament on Friday nights and then I would play a tournament on Saturday night. And I remember going to the tournament on Friday night, like right after they did click to like the strategy finally clicked for me. And I went three and oh and made the finals. And then, uh, I, I went and like positioned myself. And they were like, oh, this doesn't work that way. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that it does. And my strategy's right. And they were like, nope. And it was basically, so what it was is I had a Batman team. Uh, and Batman can like hide in a bush, right? If he's, a, you know, he's Batman, he's hiding. In, if he's in a bush, you can't see him. And um, the guy was on top of a roof, though. And they were like, oh, no, he can look down and see it. And I was like, I'm still in a bush. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> doesn't matter if he's on top of the damn roof or not. Uh, but they ruled that he could see me. Of course, he shot Batman as he was creeping up, and that killed me. Uh, it's Twenty years later, I'm still like they fucking got it wrong, <laughs> you know. Uh, but that, but then I went the next night, and uh, that was the one in the college town I was in. And I remember they were really, really, um, really competitive there. And I went three and zero and won that night. And after that, I was like, we're off to the races now, you know, and. Uh, since that time, man, uh, won hundreds and hundreds, I mean, hundreds of tournaments and it's not exaggerating. I mean, I would play, um, you know, when I was single and stuff, I mean, that's just what I did. Like, you know, if I wasn't working, I was gaming right? and gaming and chasing girls, man. That's all I, <laughs> that was my twenties. Uh, you know, and I mean, I would play four or five, six times a week in tournaments. I mean, and I would win the majority of those. So, you know, um, and now I get this game and I'm like, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, I like Disney, love Disney. So it's a property that I do. Um, the mechanics behind it are very similar to, uh, the online card game, which is getting returned 10 this year. Hearthstone, mm. um, or within it's almost ten years old. It's, it's like early 2014s when it got released. Um, <clears throat> but the mechanics and the everything are very similar to Hearthstone, and so I'm not like a professional player at Hearthstone, but I'm pretty competent, you know, and have been playing it for ten years. So I automatically like just kind of understand all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the core mechanics of it, the archetypes, as far as like, you know, you're um, trying to be controlled. So you're, you know, you're trying to control the board, the game state, and you're you're grinding out a win. You're not being, uh, you know, you're not going to have five minute games. You're going to have probably 20 minutes, um, you know, but they can't do anything to you. Like, you, you always have control. Um, 
that's one of the big archetypes right now. That's also the most expensive one, though, because that's got all your um, the Elsas and all that shit in it. So, right. You know, there's that. There's the little aggro ones that that runs uh, oh, where is she? Lilo, right here. She's um, Lilo. <laughs> little little one cost Lilo, like one one Lilo. She's a little girl. Um, is one of the best cards in the game. <laughs> Twenty bucks for a Lilo because she you toss her out there and she does her job, you know. Yep. So. You know, um, it's just fun, man. If I can get my kids into it, um, like I said, both of them kind of, you know, like the game. Um, especially my son. Like, I, I know what gaming did for me mm-hmm. uh, as far as my confidence level and, you know, really kind of problem solving and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I really kind of think that I see the the benefits of it, you know. And it's not just like, I mean, don't, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do want to play a game, too. Yeah. But you know, I mean, of course. Like, well, why wouldn't you? You know. But at the same point, like, so back in 2003, um, there was a father son that started showing up at our local game shop, and uh, we hated them at first because they came in and they just started winning. If it wasn't the father <laughs> winning, it was the son. Bastard. And oh. but you know, yeah. But then you know, over time, uh, you know, we got to be great friends with them and stuff like that i mean you know here just 20 years later i'm still buddies with them uh and i saw that bond they had gaming every weekend and things you know and traveling yeah. around and stuff like that so you know and i, I was always like and when i have kids you know i hope they'll have that same kind of thing uh so you know still still have hope that, you know we can you know go out and do some stuff and you know have some some fun. I don't know if they'll want to travel to like big tournaments and stuff like that. You know, that may not happen, but you know, at least we could go out for like a, you know, league night and, um, you know, let them play with whatever. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to build all the competitive stuff right now. Right. And so my, my goal is that, uh, I would pick what I want to play or they would pick what they want to play. And then I would pick, you know, there's six different colors that you can build from. Uh, each deck you can build with two, so you know let them pick their two, and then I'll take whatever's left. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And I'm probably a strong enough player to where I can probably do okay with that. So, still just wearing them out like that, uh, like Chappelle show when he was playing with the Make a Wish kid. Start off light, like, oh yeah, no, oh yeah, you're sure kicking my butt, little buddy. Oh, you're talking. Sh- All right, pick your sticks back up. Let's go. <laughs> There was um, hanging dubs on them. <laughs> so there was a a book that I read a long time ago, um, called "Playing to Win" by Dave Sirloin, I think, or something like that. Uh, "Playing to Win" is the name of the book, though. And the guy that wrote it was a professional uh, video game player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I don't remember if he was world champion or whatever. But he was like a professional, you know, like that, and um. <laughs> his thing was always uh, it doesn't matter if you're playing in the finals of the world championship or if you're playing against your four year old nephew you beat the shit out of them either way <laughs> it builds character when, not, not so much that but like <laughs> his thing was like if I take it easy on my nephew 
my muscle memory will relax a little bit and I don't want to be at the, like the peak of the, my performance and then have any kind of little thing like that creep in. So it didn't matter, didn't matter who it was. He played to win a hundred percent of the time. Um, and he talked about like, there was one, I think it was like Marvel versus Capcom, uh, that he was playing in and there was like a Mega Man strategy basically where you just sit there the entire time and you just go, you know, like Mega Man just fires his blasters and you point down the ground and you just have this like constant barrage of thing where they can't get anywhere near you or they just take damage and die. And so you just, he just sits there and you just like keep repeating it, you know, boom, 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 boom. And he did that strategy. I don't remember how many times you had to play. I think it was like best of 10 or whatever. And he just had to sit there and like keep doing it, you know, like the entire time <laughs> because that was his best way to win. Yeah. Uh, and he said it was boring. He said people like who watch it hated it, but it gave him the best chance and he played to win and he won. So, you know, um, that was the the thing was who gives a shit what it, you know, there, there are people who'd be like, oh, that's the best deck you have, you know, yeah, whatever, build it. Well, yeah, if it's, it's the best deck and it's the best cards, uh, play it. If it's the best, you know, figures, I mean. You're, you're playing chess, you're not going to be like, well, the queen's the best piece out here, so I'm not going to play with her because she's not fair. No, fuck that, the queen. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, exactly. Take some shit. So. I mean, sh- shit, we're, uh, football, I, you know. Exactly. LSU just, LSU just play grambling. We could have just been like, hey, it's an in-state school, everybody. We're, we're all going to, we could all sing Kumbaya. We, we go up 24-10, we call it a game. No, they hung 72 points on them. Like, you know, Southeastern, or not South, Southern is like right, I mean, literally in the same city. We had the big, like, everybody, let's get the, let's get the bands together. And they had the big joint halftime show and it was a great time. And then the game happened and we beat their asses because next week it's another opponent. Why, why play soft now? Let's see what we can do. It makes sense. You know, Alabama's not going to go easy on Middle Tennessee because they're a weaker competition. Nick Saban wants blood. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, I mean, like in the uh, our first week game, Kentucky, <laughs> we, uh, which actually, I mean, like they were right there on the line. I don't remember what the line was, um, but it was like they had not. If you had Kentucky to go over the line. Uh, you wanted us to score on our final drive. If you wanted Kentucky not cover, uh, you wanted us to just kneel on the ball and run the clock out. And so we were just running the ball, you know, just trying to run the clock out. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what happened? With like 10 seconds to go, our running back (laughs) just got loose. And he ran and scored. You know, what should he do in that situation? Should he just like go down to the one yard line and be like, I'm good. No, he ran it in. <laughs> right. And so if you had money on the line, you probably are pissed off. But at the same point, like, you know, our, our guys were out there, though, because the way the game ran, uh, our guys had only ran like 50 plays or something like that. You know, we had not run a ton. Of, I mean, when you're trying to get reps in and game, you know, game time stuff. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't got a lot of practicing. So, you know, in the day, um, you know, play what wins. Uh, yeah. Play the best stuff. The first big event I went to was in uh, 2004, November 2004. And uh, it was the first big event, uh, the game that I played, uh, Hero Clicks. They 
released in 2002 and hadn't really done, they did some stuff at conventions, like uh, big comic book conventions. They would hold like tournaments and stuff like that, but uh, they were doing these regional events that were for the competitive player, you know, like bring your A game, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, this is not, not competitive, you know, don't just bring your, you know, like, oh, here's super friends. No, like you bring your suit. If grandma shows up in the walker, you kick that walker out of the way exactly. if it means so, winning. So I started practice. I, I started looking at things and I was like, okay, it's like one of my, a buddy of mine was like, I want to go. And I was like, all right, well, I'll go with you. So Columbus, Ohio was the closest one to us. And this is a lot of Jerry Damon's gaming talk, but whatever. No, this is uh, great, man. Uh, so went up to Columbus, Ohio, six hour drive for us. Uh, it was on Saturday. So we drove up on uh, Friday night. And before it, man, I started thinking about, you know, like, okay, what's the best thing I can bring? And uh, I had my army, which I actually still have that army uh, somewhere up here. Where is it? Right there it is. Yeah, I see it. Okay. Uh, I still have it to this day. It's 20 years later. I still have it. it survived the fire and everything. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, tackle boxes are <laughs> really good at being somewhat airtight. So, <laughs> you know. Which you got to think, you know, like if you drop it in the water. Uh, yeah, you want it to survive. Yeah. So they, well, and even if it doesn't, out, so even if it doesn't hit the water, I mean, like you're, you're pulling fish in the boat, there's splash over, like you don't want your stuff getting just doused if a little water hits it. So that makes sense. Yeah. So, so they, uh, I had my stuff in tackle boxes and the tackle boxes uh, did a pretty good job of protecting everything. So, uh, sadly there was stuff that I had just setting out, you know, that I wished I had up or whatever. Um. But anyway, so I had this team built, and I'd ran it for, it came out in June that year, I think, and this was November, so I'd been running it pretty steadily for a while. And uh, at that time, that game was stupid popular. Probably like Lorcana will be, will be actually, when I think about it. Right. Um, <clears throat> and there were seven game stores between within like a 30 minute drive. So between Lexington, Richmond and Berea, Kentucky, which is all about pretty close together, uh, within about 30 minute drive, you could hit seven different game stores and they each ran events six days a week. So six days of the week, you could hit a tournament. And so for three weeks before, um, the three weeks before two or three weeks, maybe it was two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks before, uh, this, I played in every single tournament that was offered. So I played 12 tournaments before we went up through to this. And I remember um, I was pretty confident this was what I was going to take. And there was one of those that ran, uh, a lot of them, you know, like they would mix it up and be like, uh, you know, uh, 300 points was the standard. Like that was the, how many points you could have for your team total was 300. Right. Uh, a lot of places would do more though, so you could play with more of your figures. So they do like four or five hundred, um, or they'd have like a weird restriction on it or something. You know, like everybody's got to have a sword, then you know, this time. Um, but there was one that they ran three hundred every week, and they didn't have great turnouts because there were these guys that would come down, and they were good. And they always played really, really strong and really powerful stuff. And the problem with that is, though, is sometimes when, you know, other people want to come in and they just want to have fun and relax and they're not going to play that stuff 
and then there are guys that do, well, then the guys who aren't playing that stuff will leave. And so that's kind of what had happened. So they would usually have four to five people show up. Um, so I knew it wouldn't be, you know, a lot of people that I would play, but I knew that I could play those guys and like, uh, if I made mistakes or if I had, if what I brought sucked, I knew that they would kick my ass and I would figure it out real quick. So I went there both weeks uh, before the tournament and the first week I went one and two. Uh, they kicked my ass. And it was it was strategy errors that I had done on my part. Like I had uh, mispositioned this or I had over, you know, extended this and I shouldn't have. Right. So I, I went back home and I was like, all right, I was like, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, I'm still confident that this can win. I just had fucked up how I played it. And so I was like, all right. So uh went back the next week, 3-0. I figured out what I did wrong and I corrected it and I beat them. And so I was like, all right. It's like now now I got that under my belt, so I'm good. So then we drove up to Columbus, Ohio, and uh I played we did four rounds. Uh first two won real easy. Third round I lost. Uh, the guy kicked my ass. Uh, it's almost 20 years later, and I still don't think I could have ever won that game. <laughs> like I, it's just one of those games. Like he just had a, a perfect counter for me. I don't think that what I had, um, I probably had like a two percent chance to win or something like that. I mean, just it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so had to win big in my last game to make it into the top eight. I did made top eight. Um, win my first game pretty easy. Go to semifinals. And then in the semifinals, uh, the guy should have beat me probably nine times out of ten. His army does. Uh, he just made one positioning mistake when he set up his team in his start area. He made one mistake. And I made him capitalize. I, on turn two, he, he left one piece exposed. I saw that opening, killed his big thing on turn two, um, and then was able to weather back and that's probably like if i think of i mean i i it's not an exaggeration i mean i played for 15 years and so out of the thousands of games that i played that's might be the best game i ever played was that semifinals um played it perfect i mean just you know <laughs> i mean a guy should have beat me uh, i rolled in there and just saw one opportunity and took it and boom got it um then they went to the finals, and from the finals, uh, I remember <laughs> I had done this, like, I, I stole it from the Magic players, uh, because they when they would go to, like, a big event and stuff at the local shop, I'd watch how they prepared for stuff, and they just practiced, and, you know, they essentially, like, studied stuff, mm-hmm. and so before this, I was like, okay, it's like, I would study the pieces uh, that we were playing, and the way that Heroclix works is, like, you've got, like, a dial that you click, and so... Uh, think about like Spider-Man, you know, getting in a fight with somebody. Uh, as he goes on throughout the fight, you know, he's getting weaker and weaker as he's getting beat up. And yeah. so that's kind of the way the dial does. It gets weaker and weaker. And so I went through and I said, okay, I know that I'm going to see this piece and I'm going to see this piece and this piece and this piece. And I memorized all their dials. Like how many, you know, okay, I know it takes four to kill this one. I know that. Uh, it takes three to kill this one. I know this one's got six. I know this one's got this. I know that this one here might have six, but I need to hit it for two to knock it off its good stuff. 
you know, to where now it's weak and it's ineffective. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I memorized that. And I remember getting into the, fi- the finals against the guy and he hit me and he split up the damage wrong to where it didn't do anything really. And as soon as he did that, I was like, I know more than this guy does. I'm going to kick his ass. And sure enough, I just steamrolled him in the finals and won. So the first big event that I ever went to, I walked out as the the grand champion, you know. So, I mean. A reigning, defending. Yeah. So it was pretty pretty good, man. And then, you know, I won other stuff. uh, Switched over to uh, played clicks for a while longer and then switched over to we had a really huge D&D minis. Uh, you know, D&D, the role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a miniatures game associated with that. And... little game called Dungeons & Dragons, maybe you've heard of it. little game called, yeah. So, uh, locally though, man, like, they're in uh, Richmond, Kentucky and stuff at the time. We had a huge... I mean, we would get 30 people out every week playing that. You know, and then we were hosting, like, the championship qualifiers and the big pre-release events and all that stuff. I mean, uh, so we had just... a huge local scene for that and so you know you're like man i want to you know you see all your buddies playing and stuff they're like i'm gonna get in on that too and so i started playing it and uh not so much of a learning curve i mean i still won quite a bit early on but before i got really really good um it was a little while longer and then when i took kicked in the hyperdrive man and just won big tournaments for it and stuff too i mean it was <laughs> first time I ever got on a plane was because I won a championship qualifier and uh, won an all-expense-paid trip out there to Washington, D.C. to go play in the world championships. So, first time I ever stepped on an airplane. It was fun. That's crazy. Yeah. I... Which, actually, that was the... <laughs> uh, that game store was the last day it was ever open. Really? Not that we had that championship qualifier. Oh, man. So that one means a lot to me because that was like our home, you know, big game store that we played in and stuff. And it was just a, a lot. It was never open again after that night. So. So that was just like their, their big send off. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, shit, what a way to go. Yeah. Taking that's a, why that means know. a whole lot. Um, you know, that one does. And <clears throat> Then I went and uh, came in seventh in the world, the world championship. So, yes, yeah, the shit seventh in the world is not a not a bad spot. That was to the be. best I ever did. The world, I never won a world championship, but I did pretty well uh, at that. You know, and, you know. So, played that. I didn't become number one in the world at Star Wars minis. Um, that's an accomplishment. I mean, how many people can say they were number one at the world at something? Uh, not not many. No, it was that was a grind though, man. Like <laughs> to get up to that level of the rankings and then maintain it, uh, that is a hell of a grind on it. And it's it was fun, but it's uh not something I'd really want to do again, I don't think. No, I get yeah. that. So it's like there was a there was a point in time uh during the pandemic where I was I was working every other day. So what would happen is I'd work like, okay, so it'd be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, one week, and then Tuesday, Thursday, the next. So I would work my eight hour shift where they 
beat the hell out of me. They, 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 they took two of us and we were doing, uh, whatever day you were working, you were doing both per, you know, both drivers work. And so they just beat the hell out of us. I come home, crack open some sort of adult beverage, hop on call of duty with my buddies, play till I couldn't see straight, go to sleep, wake up, be like, all right, it's my day off. I'm gonna knock out, like I'm gonna do these things around the house. So I feel productive and have a list and knock all the stuff out of the list. And it's 1030 in the morning and the wife doesn't come home till five. So what do I do now? So I jump on call of duty and I just, I did that for months. I ended up, I, I think I was like top 2% in the world in kills. Now KD was garbage. Cause I was playing a real, like, I'm going to kill you. And then I'll probably die right after. Cause I was just, I mean, I was speedball playing. But there was a point in time where I could say I was top 2% in the world in kills. So that's pretty cool. Never really been like a fantastic gamer, but you do anything like enough, you, you get the reps. I'd click into, I click in a rhythm and I was just, I was lighting stuff up. So, you know, it's one of those things like I, I did you put me in a competition? Probably would have, I'd probably be one of the first people out, but just by sheer grinding and force of will. Uh, I tried picking it up uh, shit, six, seven months ago. I was like, hey, yo, let me get back after it. Let me see what I could do. Wasn't there. And I did not want to dedicate the time to get back there. So I just went ahead and <laughs> deleted it off my Xbox. I was like, nope, we're just going to act like this game doesn't exist anymore. Because <laughs> if I get back in that competitive mode, it's, that's that's it. There's, there's going to be a whole lot of like, hey, you go ahead and go to bed. I'm going to play until three. And then try to go to work in the morning. <laughs> I just don't need to do that again. But it was a fun time. It's a fun little like, you know, fun little notch on the belt to say like, yeah, it was at one point in time. But I, I don't, I don't see myself ever going back. No, it's a. Uh, I mean, you know, like that was a time when I had. Like right now, there are, for Lorcana, there are some groups in um, Louisville, Kentucky. There are groups in Lexington, Kentucky, and there is one in Corbin, Kentucky. Um, they're all, I mean, Louisville is probably about two hours away, uh, but Lexington and Corbin are an hour. Oh, 100%, I would hit tournaments in both of them, you know, every, as soon as I could, every chance I got. Like if I was playing. Lorcana, but right now, I mean, uh, it's just different when you have, you know, family and a uh, house and you no know, chores and kids and everything like that. And, you know, they're into stuff. I mean, my son's doing a play. My daughter's got gymnastics and uh, tap and jazz and ba- ballet and stuff, you know. So, I mean, there's just a lot, you know, you want to keep your kids busy. So, um, but I'm hoping that this can become a family thing. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know. I see it being that way, hopefully. So I see the potential. If there's ever a game that's going to do it, this is it. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I think we got potential here. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. And You know, uh, I mean, I sat down here earlier and, you know, some guy posted some budget deck list and I made them real quick. You know, and they're pretty, pretty easy to make. Uh, very cheap as well. So, you know, the kids can kind of play with these and uh, learn the game. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to have the, 
$50 LSS or, you know, $60 Rapunzel or, um, you know, $50 Maleficent, you know, you know, if that were $20 Lilo's and all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> you right, know, right. all those in your deck, you can just have like a 50 cent. Um, it's the Duke of Wesselton, you know, so uh, have those, those kind of easy cards and, you know, learn the basics of the game, stuff like that. And then hopefully by the time that we do have uh, local play, you know, they're kind of familiar with the strategy and the rules and everything like that. And, uh, you know, we can kind of go in and, you know, I'm not saying they should win, but, you know, at least they can maybe be competitive. Well, if they, um, if they don't win, they have to walk home. That's how you make winners, right? Force true. them into you greatness. Know, I didn't, I didn't raise no losers. Yeah. That's right. Jerry damage but, ain't raised no punks. No, I mean, if, like I said, I, I think, um, you know, for my son, like he's trying to figure out, you know, what he kind of likes and that kind of stuff. And also, you know, like I think there are a lot of, uh, value to gaming and things too, though, you know, having to figure out, you know, like I said that, you know, 20 years, it's been almost 20 years, you know, since I played that sem- mm-hmm. first semifinals, my first big event. I mean, I had to think on the fly in that and catch that guy in one mistake in order to win. And then even then, <laughs> I mean, I had to play perfect from then on out to survive his retaliation yeah. and still maintain and win that game, you know, and, and kill all those pieces. I mean, you know, so it was, uh, not something easy, but you know, like, uh, I mean, I mean, there's, there's strategy involved. There's problem solving involved. There's, I mean, there's a lot to winning these games. Yeah. Like there was, so when was it? It wasn't, wasn't the first. Yeah, it was it. Okay. So, uh, as I was gearing up for that first D and D world championship where I went to, where I, I came in seventh, um, so what we did was there was, you know, every year you have three or four sets come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's three or four, but you know, like every three to three or four months, you'd have a new set come out. Right. And, um, obviously every time you have, you know, new pieces come out and stuff, it just changes the entire game, uh, as far as what's good, you know, and like maybe there was something two sets ago that needed something that just came out and all of a sudden now that's really good. Right. You know, like the combination is really good. Um, and then, so because this is now good, maybe the thing that was good last week, I mean, it's not as good because it can't compete with this. I was, man, shit. That was my whole call of duty run. Like yeah. you would, you would spend all this time grinding to get the attachments for a gun. And then the next update would hit and they've got the gun. That's like the, you know, it was so like the AUG Slayer is out now. So like you've got the gun that is perfect for somebody that's fighting with that. It's like, well, shit. Now I have to regroup everything. Yeah. And now I have to I have to grind XP for this one damn gun and like over and over and over, which kept it fun. But so um, okay, so <laughs> I was sitting there looking at like the way the meta game was and stuff, and um, I was like. Man's like I think there was this thing from like almost a year ago. This team, and it's like I think it was really really good, and I think it could be good again and not against all this stuff, you know. So I was like, I'm pretty sure it still works. 
So I started play testing it, and sure enough, it wrecked everything that was good right now. And I went on the competitive uh, forum, and I was like, man, it's like, does anybody else think this is still good? It's like, I've been playing it, and it's been doing well. And I got absolutely just shit on by all these other top players. <laughs> I mean, they were like, you're fucking stupid. And they're like, no, it sucks because of this, this, and this. It can't compete at this level. It can't do that. No. Not as in like, you know, ah, we don't think you're right. I mean, like, I just got dunked on. Like, they just thought I was the stupidest. And I was like, but I was like, man, it's like, I'm seeing results, though. It's like, you know, like, <laughs> there was a uh, online client that you could go play on. And like play test against people. And so I would play it on there and I was like, I'm winning with it all there. I'm having I'm taking it my local stuff. I'm winning with it there. It's like I'm pretty confident. So when I packed up my stuff to go to Washington, the, to DC, I only took it with me. I didn't I didn't even want to have the chance to back out and play something else. I took one thing and one thing only. I took that. And then went there the day of and I was fucking right. <laughs> fucking right you know why because every one of those motherfuckers that said uh no we don't think it's right they had no clue what to do against me when i sat down against them <laughs> when you finally and fired back. i had game plans and i knew what to do against them and they had no clue what to do against me and that little like hesitation stuff uh the guy who ended up winning and being the world championship he had one loss on the day me <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I mean, so, yeah, when you kind of like have that kind of thing where you're like, you know what, like, I'm pretty sure I know this game and I know that this is the way it should work. Um, and, you know, some people like that. I mean, I, I like I said, I I wish that forum was still around, but it's it's gone now. Um, remember that thread that they everybody was like, no, it's not going to work. And I was like, I'm telling you, it does. And they were just like, no. And then put my money where my mouth was and literally took it to the fucking world championship. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, all the people that were like, huh, that works. Okay. So, you know, there's times like that where you're like, I know what I'm doing. Um, Look, even, even the experts are wrong sometimes, man. Yeah. So, but you know, for Lorcana, I'm just gathering up cards. Buying cards. Uh, how many am I up to now? <laughs> uh, 90. We're up to 90 orders of cards so far. Shit, dude. Uh, what did... I've not bought a ton. I mean, well, I mean, like, as far as, like, actual packs. I mean, I got my three starter packs, uh, my one box, and then what I bought at GameStop. And that's pretty much it. So, I've not found any more. You can't find them. No, let's say I've been trying. You well, to, to drag it back to wrestling for a second, uh, so I know we're we're almost out of time. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was messing around looking at AEW cards because I've been on this. Uh, I, I've kind of leaned into the card collecting thing because I can just you do my usual like I want to collect all the things, and the real estate is much more minimal. Uh, Upper Deck has a card game series called Versus System. And uh, they did a whole AEW uh, box, and I while we were recording, I finally just caved, pulled the trigger, and bought the box. So, because uh, I I brought it up to uh, to my buddy that I always watch pay per views with, and he's a big board game and card game guy. When I 
brought it up to him. He's like, I, he said, man, I have no clue how to play it, but I guess we can learn. I was like, well, I have no clue either. So let's learn together. You know, I'll buy the, I'll buy the box of 200 cards and you need 60 for a deck. So, I mean, like we could just sit down with the cards and like put decks together. Let's do this thing. And if you like it buy your own, you know, so I pulled the trigger. So I be the first time I've played a trading card game since that was in the, should I want to say fifth or fifth or sixth grade? I think I, I tapped out of Yu-Gi-Oh somewhere like mid, mid middle school. So and I graduated in 2011. So this is definitely going to be almost 20 years. <clears throat> so it's time to uh, time to get back into the trading card game. So Versus uh, used to be a card game. Um, it was Marvel and DC, I think, mm-hmm. like comics. Um, I only played it a handful of times. I never really got into it. Um, you know, somebody would be like, hey, let me show you how to play it. I'd be like, okay. But then it was never, it was always one of those things, you know, like I was... Um, I mean, I was playing all the other games and, you know, uh, I didn't have the budget to really get into right. all that other stuff too. So I had to pick and choose. So, um, I mean, the way I see this one is it's, I'll, I'll either get into the game and love the game or I'll bind her up all the cards and they look cool. There's no yeah. real loss here. No, I think it'll be fun. Uh, I mean, check it out too, but you know, I'll say we'll have to play on Streamyard. We could. So I can whoop your monkey ass. I may have to make a deck just to go be able to beat you. I'm playing MJF. That would be kind of fun to be able to play the MJF deck, you know, <laughs> like they they do have an MJF. There's Jericho, uh Stark. Playing it better a, than you, you know. Bebe. <laughs> I'm playing Insult the Audience. I don't remember there was I don't remember much about the. I remember playing it a few times and never really get into it. But there was, to me, like uh, it also and, never had like a big scene locally, which probably helped right. uh, not be a good reason to get into it. But I have to say, I I feel like this is definitely one of those things. Like if I can get uh, my buddy into it, or if I can get you into it, and we just hop on like once a week before we record and play a game or two, like that that's that's enough for me. I don't need to get hardcore and anything else. But if I'm already paying for AEW cards. Why the hell not? Let's see what we got. Hey, we're going to live look this up. There was a, uh, one of the cards I saw was a steel cage match, and it's John Moxley on what I mean, it looks almost like a magic card, and it's his face being pushed against the steel cage with blood coming down. I was like, all right, man, I'm used to like, you know, I grew up playing like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that, so I'm used to these like fantastical creatures and that little square, and instead in that square, it's John Moxley with like blood pouring down his head. It's like, all right, man, this, for, if nothing else, if I play this once and all these cards end up in a binder, it's still pretty damn cool. I find it on eBay. It's on the upper deck store right now. That's, I snagged it off the upper deck store for $35. It's, it's not an expensive game at all. And you get 200, it's a 200 card box. I think it's like 12 characters and then like you make a deck of like 60 cards and there's different power-ups and whatnot. Which I feel like right, yeah, I feel like Hank Hill trying to explain like, 
yeah, you play your video games with the power-ups and the whatnot. But, uh, I'm sure I could figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to check it out now. <clears throat> We're going to start off at least one episode of this podcast where one of us is mad because we got our ass beat. It's probably going to be me. I can already hear the intro now. So you, you go do the whole intro. How you doing? Like, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> There's no uh, no shame in losing to Jerry Damage. Look, man, you were what, number seven in the world? <clears throat> I'll, I'll take an L to number seven in the world. At that, that game, and uh, I was number one in others. That's fair. Then I was number one in the state of Kentucky for every single format for D&D minis. Uh, so, you know. So I'm not playing you in D&D. Got it. Yeah, do you not play me in D&D. So that was a... Uh, I mean, yeah, there was a... When I got... After that one, when I came back and stuff to Kentucky, uh, I mean, I just didn't lose. Like, there was... <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> so the championship qualifier was the last time that our local game shop was open, mm-hmm. and then for uh, pre-release events, <clears throat> they were in Frankfort, Kentucky, at this old game store there. They were having them, and so we would drive up there for them. And Frankfort's about uh, hour and fifteen, hour and twenty minutes away, or something like that. Uh, I won every pre-release event for a full year. Damn, that's so, a hell of a run. Yeah, I mean, I just I go up there and I just kick everybody's ass because I I just was, you know, I mean, I was good. Look, others perform damage kills. Yeah, so there was the best one was my. Uh, I don't remember if it was on my birthday or the day after my birthday, but <laughs> my dad and a bunch of his buddies had a poker game, and uh, it was on Friday night, and I remember he. He was like, you want to go play poker with us? And I was like, sure. Because I'd learned how to play poker at that point, too. And uh, went and played poker, won like $300. And then went back up to that uh, pre-release the next day and go like 7-0, and undefeated. Like, just kicked everybody's ass the entire day. Jeez. Uh, and then took my winnings and won a whole bunch of product they had left over, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I... I won like a case of product and bought another case. And I was like, Oh, I'm, it's not even out for another week. You know, it's like, I've already got everything. So it was great. Yeah. That's my, my adventures in gaming, man. I, I, I'd miss it in a way. And I kind of don't too, cause it was such a grind. Right. Uh, but you know, that's why I'm hoping to reclaim a little bit of that uh, with Lorcana. You know, even if I don't go to like the big events and stuff, uh, you know, and I, I think we're going to have big events around here, though. Like, and th- this game just has, unless the the company that's making it just completely fucks it up, this has all the makings of something that's going to be huge. You I know, mean, I don't just know if, on hype alone. I don't know if it's going to take over like uh, Magic or Pokemon because they're so big, uh, but this could be right up there. Um, three or four card games, easy, you know. So, because apparently, like, and it could—I mean, you know, who knows? In like three or four years, it could take over like, Magic too. I mean, because Magic's um, having some issues right now and stuff, apparently. But, but apparently, like from what the game store guy was telling me, he's like, you know, when you look at like the top, you know, rankings and top sellers and stuff like that, it's Pokemon. 
and then it's like way way down below like everybody else so i think we talked about it last week like Yu-Gi-Oh is making this like weird comeback i keep seeing all these boxes and it's like oh all the cards that like i didn't have as a kid because like my parents wouldn't buy the expensive packs and i'm seeing this like oh this deck guarantees you one of the three and i'm like I'm not spending the money on it, but damn it, if I'm not going to walk by it every time at Walmart and look at it like I'm going to. The, the trading card games are making the comeback, seems like. They are, man. It's... And it's kind of cool, you know? You know, I think it's got potential, so we'll see. But All right, so this has been a good trip down memory lane. It's made you feel good. <laughs> you know? Good pickup for your old gear damage. Let's say it's been a, a good uh, gaming talk with Jerry Damage. I, I I enjoyed the hell out of this one, man. Oh, I got other stories, I'm sure. So, oh, that uh, save there, it. Yeah, I've got other stories. We'll save one. Like, uh, I'll, I'll tease one for the future about this. Uh-oh. So I w- I would write these. Uh, I would play like a big tournament, like on Saturday or something like that, and then I would sit down and write a uh, like recap. Mm-hmm. You know, like the next day or you know, day or two after. And more or less, it was kind of like a way for me to uh, go back and kind of analyze my play and kind of also, you know, reflect on it. And like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I should have done that, you know. So kind of like tape study. Basically. Except for I'm just re- I'm just playing it back in my head. Mm-hmm. And writing it down, you know, like, okay, I played, you know, round two. I played this guy, and this is what we did, and this is what happened in this game. Um, JerryDamage.blogspot.com for me. So check them out. And I, <laughs> I did go through and, like, uh, put them all together in one spot, which I'm glad because some of the blogs, or, I mean, some of the forums that they were on are no longer there. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, Jerry Damage dot Jerry Damage Gaming dot com, and uh, <laughs> there was one I remember. I was writing it down, and when I wrote down the guy's team, I was like, "Man, that looks like that's way too much." And sure enough. Uh, it was like supposed to be 500 points, and his army was like 650. And nobody caught it the entire day until I didn't catch it until I was like writing it down to post it on the forum. <laughs> and I was like, huh, he cheated. And I still beat him. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've found the site. It is real. It is real. It's got a whole bunch of stuff on there. So. Nothing for a long time because I haven't gained nearly. About to say the last, uh, the last post I see is October thirty first of twenty ten. Yep. Hero clicks seven hundred points. Yep. So it is real, folks. <clears throat> it does real. It does exist. It does exist. Maybe I'll start adding my Lorcana stuff back on there. Hell yeah, dude! Bring it back. So. Let's see the Jerry damage resurgence. That's right. <clears throat> so yeah. We went long today, just reminiscing down, talking about Lorcana and stuff. And I'm gonna check out AEW versus, and we'll see what's going on with it. So to say, man, look, we'll we'll, we'll play on uh, we'll we play got on, uh, on live. Let's go. Yeah, and this week though, this is probably a wrestling heavy week for me. Uh, major bendies are coming out, and uh, next week, hopefully, if we can do a live review of the ringside exclusive Danhausen. How's that for a teaser? I was about to say I should have it in. I should have I sh- it as well. So I should also have Blood and Guts Yuta. Ooh. And then I've also, you know, teased for next week. I've got a few cards that I uh, I won off breaks that I think are pretty freaking interesting. Ooh, baby. So uh we, we should have some fun next week if if everything uh 
lands in the mail like it's supposed to. So yeah, there's your tease for next week. Don't tease me, baby. Don't tease me. Don't tease me with a good time. All right. But he's Dylan Housen. I'm Jerry Damage saying be good to yourself and each other. Damn, you keep getting closer. So close. All right. See you next week.